Hello, everybody. Welcome to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I'm your host, Johnny. I hope everyone is doing well out there. In this mid-October fall season, coming from you in Colorado, in the Green Mountain, Lakewood area, just a few hop, skips, and a jump away from my favorite amphitheater, Red Rocks. I want to start out this podcast discussing something that happened to me earlier this morning. And it's little things like this that can start out your day with a big smile on your face. I was walking through my local grocery store, which is just a block away from where I live here, going through, doing my shopping, and carry on wayward sun comes on the radio overhead by Kansas. And as I'm walking through, doing my shopping, I can hear certain individuals singing the lyrics to the song, lip-syncing it. And at one point, I was walking down an aisle and saw a stalker actually playing Gare guitar with the song. Now, if this doesn't put a smile on your face, I, I don't know what can. I absolutely just was loving every minute of it and actually feeling the song myself. It's moments like that that I really enjoy. It's also one of the things I love most when I'm at a concert and everybody's screaming the lyrics, singing the lyrics, feeling the moment. Whether you're driving down the highway, jamming out to your drums in the car, or singing along with whatever song might be playing, this is the stuff that dreams are made of, folks. Enjoy your music and love your music and let it fill your spirit. What a way to start a day. It ties into a little bit into what I am now calling my life and my culture. The emotion music gives us, the feelings what we get when we hear the songs we love. I recall all of these memories of when I was younger and listening to music in my bedroom, listening through the headphones and acting like I was the singer in front of the band or playing that guitar solo, whatever it might be, those feelings we get of adrenaline and emotion. It's the music we still feel to this day. The Beatles, for example. Sometimes I think when people say they don't like the Beatles, it's because they're the most popular band that ever was. And it's cool not to like what everybody else likes. People will say that they don't like them because of whatever reason Maybe they truly don't. The Beatles, for many, and for myself, have been this band that has given us emotion with the songs they have written. McCartney and Lennon, one of the best songwriting duos that ever was, have written masterpieces. And I remember my mother having Beatles albums growing up. Those albums, to this day, that music to this day, is embedded in me. So the emotion we feel from this music, the music we may have listened to growing up from our family, the influences that are the building blocks, or if you might say the music seeds that have grown us into who we are, never leave us. And anytime you hear these songs, whether you're driving down the road, or at home, or in a bar or with a group of people or wherever you might be, jogging, running, walking. When we hear these songs from our past and how 
they're embedded into us and how they make us feel those emotions. It's one of my favorite feelings to have, and I'm sure it is like yours. Led Zeppelin, for example, my dad had Led Zeppelin albums growing up, and those albums, still to this day, are embedded in me. Hearing Stairway to Heaven for the first time, and even looking back now, and what a musical masterpiece this song was, is over-emotional with highs and lows and has influenced so many bands you hear it in the music that we hear today these catalogs of music from some of the best bands that ever was you know the rolling stones my mom had those albums too my dad and mom both helped plant the seeds and the guy you're listening to right now and without them who knows where my musical taste would have laid i'm very thankful for the things they have introduced me in my life when it comes to the artistic music or movies or whatever it might be you know the things that continue to thrive and thread ourselves in and out of society today and i'm very fortunate to have parents that loved music just as much as i did now i might be a little bit more obsessive but they definitely loved music and it was in our lives growing up we had quite a record collection cassette collection and cd collection as i grew up and all of those influences my mom loved journey my mom loved journey so much so much so that she gave me a box set for one of my birthdays and in another year she gave me a pink floyd box set which pink floyd wow i where do i begin with them and how much they've influenced my musical taste and emotions so with the parents influencing me in my life i'd like to know how much parents influenced you in your life and your music maybe it's something to think about today as you're driving around maybe pull out that catalog of songs that you enjoy it's nice to go down memory lane every once in a while and whether you're in a grocery store or driving down that road it is part of the building blocks of who we are mentally emotionally for the love of music it's part of our life and our culture so with this episode we're going to be talking about some of the music that i have loved in my youth and we're going to be talking about the kennedy center honors which a few of those artists i've just mentioned have done some of those shows so here we go hi this is johnny I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds, the music that made us. Alrighty, folks, a few things before we dive in. One of the things that I was able to check out this week on a other podcast called Opus is a multiple part episode on the album Dirt by Allison Chains. Dirt is the second album by Allison Chains and it was released 30 years ago on September 29th on Columbia Records. That album peaked at number 6 and it was probably their most critically received or acclaimed album. It uh, did quite a bit of sales like I said. Uh, five times platinum to be specific. And it was actually the last album that was recorded with all the original members as the bassist Mike Starr was fired 
in January of 93, that following year. The album had many great tunes that are still played in their lineup today when you go see them live. The song that stuck out the most to me was actually released before the album came out. It was released on the single soundtrack, which I have talked about before, and to me is their best song they ever written, which is open for argument. There's a lot of songs I like by them, but Wood is an amazing fucking song. Just musically, lyrically, rhythmically, it is an amazing song. And I can listen to that song over and over again. It's in one of my repeated played songs list. If you get a chance, check it out. Listen to it with some headphones if you can. It is a killer freaking track. But then also they released Them Bones, Angry Chair, Rooster, Down in a Hole, which is just an awesome song. All those songs are really great, to be honest. They had music videos accompanied with those songs when music videos were the thing back in the day. It was also nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance. And then the song Wood was nominated for an MTV Music Video Award. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's remastered. They just re-released it with some um, outtakes and with some live tracks that are very killer. Get it wherever you download music. The summer of when I was 18, that, that song Wood came out. I remember that. And then... That following, like, September or fall, that album just was in one of my uh, overplayed CD collections back in the day. Um, I have a lot of friends that are, are big fans of theirs also. They're one of the uh, Mount Rushmore of Seattle bands, along with Pearl Jam, Nirvana, and Soundgarden. Alice in Change was a, bit, a little bit on the heavier side, like Soundgarden. Musically, vocally, they were very distinctive and their own style. They uh, were... Probably the first band that actually broke out of the Seattle scene, to be honest, um, when Facelift, that album, which was their first album. And it's a killer album also, if you get a chance. But they were kind of coming out of that whole glam rock scene back in the day and were trying to find their style and their sound, and they definitely did with um, the great Jerry Crantrell, singer-songwriter. But Lane Staley, wow, what a vocalist. An amazing singer and style, and it was really sad to see him go. Um, he unfortunately died of a heroin overdose when he was 34. That was all 20 years ago. So get a chance, check out their catalog, but especially check out Dirt, wherever you get your music. A TV show I wrapped up this week called Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu about the soccer slash football team from Wrexham, England, bought out by Rob McElroy and Ryan Reynolds, is perhaps one of my favorite reality TV shows now. And I am the last person to watch reality TV shows. I figured I'd give this a shot, and let me tell you, it's one of the best sports documentaries I've seen. A lot of emotion, a lot of heart, and humor. You learn about the town of Wrexham and its people, and you also learn about the struggles of trying to make a very low soccer team back up into a very high league soccer team. If you like good storyline with your reality TV, I recommend this. A lot of emotion, a lot of heart. Check it out on Hulu, Wrexham.
On a sad note, Robbie Coltrane passed away this week. He was a Scottish actor, best known for playing Hagrid in the Harry Potter franchise. So all of you who love those Harry Potter movies know especially who he is. I remember him being back on this TV show back in the day called Cracker. And also in the James Bond movies that Pierce Bronson did. He was a great actor. We'll be very missed. He was 72. May he rest in peace. So I talk about on this podcast rabbit holes. And we do that in conversation. But I know that a lot of you do it out there when you're on your social media. Whether it's your TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it might be. I saw today a TikToker use one of my favorite songs called My Silver Lining by First Aid Kit, which ironically enough, they'll have a new album out on November 4th. Looking forward to hearing that. If you get a chance, check it out either on YouTube or on your music, My Silver Lining by First Aid Kit. An amazing written song, great lyrics, harmonies. You'll thank me for it. So I was listening to some other things on YouTube with them, and they had a tribute to Emmy Lou Harris on there. And they wrote a song specifically called Emmy Lou, which they sang for her, and it was beautiful, and it brought Emmy Lou Harris to tears. It made me think about another great performance that brought a specific rock singer to tears, and it was on the Kennedy Center Honors, which I went down a massive rabbit hole, checked a lot of music out on that tribute. But one in particular that I went to first was Led Zeppelin's tribute. And if you have not seen this, I've mentioned it in a few podcasts, and I know a few other people have too, it is one of the best tributes to a band you could possibly ever see in here. Hart, Anne and Nancy Wilson, along with Jason Bonham, who is John Bonham's son from Led Zeppelin, perform Stairway to Heaven. With such emotion, such heart, and with a choir that brings Robert Plant to tears. When you watch it, you will fill up with emotion watching this and listening to this. It is one of the best performances of a song and have a reaction like it did with the original singer is pretty, pretty flippin' amazing. So then I watched the whole thing again and... Some of the people that ironically paid tribute to them were one, Kid Rock with Ramble On, Lenny Kravitz, who killed it with Whole Lot of Love. The vocals were amazing. And then something that kind of put some emotion in me was listening to Taylor Hawkins sing with the Foo Fighters, David Grohl on drums, rock and roll. Totally forgot about that. And with him now being gone, it was very special to watch again. To be a rock and not to roll. Man, check out the lyrics to Stairway to Heaven if you get a chance. So with that, I went down some other rabbit holes and um, was listening to Harry Belafonte introduce Santana's tribute with Juarez and Tom Morella doing Black Magic Woman, Mana doing Oh Ya Como Va, and Buddy Guy playing a guitar tribute to him. In case you didn't know, Black Magic Woman is a Fleetwood Mac song back when Fleetwood Mac was a blues band. If you get a chance, check out that original version 
but it is definitely Santana's own now. One of the best standards you can see in one of his live shows. Another artist that I've seen a few times live was Billy Joel. Panic at the Disco came out and did Big Shot. Don Henley came out and did A Way About Her. Garth Brooks did an actual couple songs, did Allentown, and a very emotional Goodnight Saigon with Vietnam veterans coming out to do the chorus part. Brought the crowd to tears and a standing ovation with that performance. Rufus Wainwright ended it, um, had a beautiful version of New York State of Mind that went into Piano Man with a choir. Billy Joel is a singer and songwriter who some people love and some people don't. I think he is one of the best American songwriters that has been as far as a rock and roll music catalog goes. I mentioned uh, Don Henley coming out. Don Henley actually got inducted into the Kennedy Center Honors by Ringo Starr with the Eagles and Linda Ronson doing narration for their documentary part of the segment of the show. Kings of Leon came out and did Take It Easy and then won us once again with Steve I and Stuart Smith did a awesome version of Hotel California. Then we got some amazing vocals from Vince Gill on Peaceful Easy Feeling. And then Bob Seger came out and killed it and got the audience up and going for Heartache Tonight, which he wrote with Glenn Fry that song. Another one I went down was Paul McCartney. Alec Baldwin did the uh, honors there, which they went into some of the Beatles music, but also obviously his great solo work with Wings. And Steven Tyler, James Taylor, Dave Grohl and Nora Jones came out and also Mavis Staples. Paul McCartney, tying it back into the beginning here of my podcast when we were talking about music and the influence, along with Led Zeppelin, these are the artists that they have influenced many in their lives, many musicians, many people, and it's a great feeling to have when you watch these shows, the memories you have of them, and to see these artists perform different renditions of their songs. You can jump on YouTube and check it out. There's a lot more to talk about when it comes to Kennedy Center Honors. Those were just a few, though. Uh, I remember seeing Carol Kings and a few other people that really um, set some motion and heart into what they were doing. They also do actors and dancers and other people in the artistic entertainment world. Kennedy Center Honors, check it out on YouTube. Okay. Here is some new music releases for October 14th, 2022. The 1975 Being Funny in a Foreign Language was released. Tove Lo, Dirt Femme. The second release this year from Red Hot Chili Peppers during the sessions they recorded in the last couple years called Return of the Dream Canteen. A very trippy album cover, by the way, too. Some really killer tracks on there. Believe it or not, just like the other album, there's about 17 tracks in this one. John Carpenter released a soundtrack to Halloween Ends. M.I.A. released an album called Mata, M-A-T-A. Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother, released an album called Optimus. Brian Eno, Forever and Ever No More. Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Blue October, Spinning the Truth Around, Part 1. Lacuna Coil, Kamalese. Double X, 
Skull Crusher, Quiet the Room, Pillbox Patty, Florida, PJ Harvey had a soundtrack release for Bad Sisters along with Tim Phillips. And those are your music new releases for October 14th, 2022. So in the next couple weeks, you're going to hear a podcast with my good friend Jeremy McCree and Jack Miller. We're going to be discussing a topic that a lot of you listeners will like out there. Here's a little hint. I discussed earlier about Alice in Chains' Dirt album coming out in September of 92. There was a shit ton of great albums that came out in the year of 1992. And I am not using those words loosely. A great album by R.E.M. came out called Automatic for the People. It's a list of one of the 100 greatest rock albums of all time. It uh, had a great song on there called uh, Night Swimming. And one of my favorite tracks by them that Eddie Vedder actually covered a couple years ago called Drive, The Sidewander Sleeps Tonight, The Infamous Everybody Hurts, and another great track called Man on the Moon, which they later used for a title about Andy Kaufman in his movie that Jim Carrey portrayed. An album that is considered one of the best hip-hop albums of all time came out that year also by a gentleman that was in a hip-hop band called N.W.A. Dr. Dre dropped The Chronic, which also had Snoop Dogg's first appearance in it. Pavement released a album that year called Slanted and Enchanted. One of my favorite hip-hop bands released an album called Bizarre Ride 2, The Far Side. Sonic Youth had Dirty. Tom Waits had an album called Bone Machine. Prince had his Symbol album come out for that year. In case you don't know, we can go down a rabbit hole at some point with that and his relationship with Warner Brothers Record. P.J. Harvey, who I just mentioned, dropped one of her best albums called Dry. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds had Henry's Dream. One of Neil Young's best albums, Harvest Moon, came out that year. One of my favorite albums from the 90s came out that year called Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos. Bob Mould, who's now been doing a lot of soul work, had an album come out with Sugar called Copper Blue. Stone Temple Pilots dropped their album Core, which catapulted them into the mainstream of rock. Pantera had Vulgar Display of Power, which all you heavy metal enthusiasts know as one of their best albums. The Cure had a great follow-up from Disintegration with their album called Wish. Affex Twins, Megadeth had Countdown to Extinction. Hip-hop band Arrest Development had an album called Three Years, Months, and Two Days. Sade, who I've heard is going to be having a comeback, had Love Deluxe. Ministry had their Psalm 69 album. Dream Theater had Image and Words. Morrissey had his solo album, Your Arsenal. Annie Lennox came out with her solo album called Diva. Redman from Wu-Tang Clan had What the Album. Josh Holmes, Kias, had an album called Blues for the Red Sun. Pete Rock and CL Smooth had Mecca and the Soul Brother. Gangstar had Daily Operation. Mary J. Blige dropped What's the 411. Def Leppard had their follow-up from their very successful album, Hysteria, with their album Adrenalize. 
Ice Cube dropped his solo piece of work called The Predator. An artist that was just here this past week, Helmet, had their album Meantime come out. Jayhawks had Hollywood Town Hall. The Black Crows had one of my favorite albums come out by them. The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion, which if you get a chance, check that album out. White Zombie dropped their first album, La Sexorisisto. Iron Maiden had Fear of the Dark. A little band that would. A little band that came knocking down your door. A little band called Rage Against the Machine dropped their first album, Rage Against the Machine, that year. 10,000 Maniacs had their last album with Natalie Merchant before they did their Unplugged album. This album was called Our Time is Eden. The Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy, which eventually would be uh, Michael Frante's catapulting uh, band. Eric B. and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique. They Might Be Giants, Apollo 18. Madonna had a parental advisory album released that year called Erotica. I remember that album being very controversial. And one album in particular to me that I've mentioned before that stuck out, Angel Dust by Faith No More. An amazing freaking album. If you get a chance, check it out. But the album, out of all albums that year, besides you know, Faith No More or Alice in Chains. Out of any of these albums that came out, an album I listen to religiously still to this day, in which I will definitely have to do a whole podcast about these guys, the Beastie Boys, Check Your Head came out. This album deserves its own podcast, and hopefully I will get around to doing that. So 1992 wasn't a bad year for album releases, folks. Some of these albums, a lot of you are still listening to this day. Looking forward to my sit-down conversation with Mr. McCree and Mr. Miller on, you can guess it, folks, 90s music. Coming soon to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I truly hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. And if you do so, please reach out to me. You can do that by getting a hold of me through email on ozomatfan87 at gmail.com that's ozomatfan87 at gmail.com facebook at musicmadeseeds at facebook.com my tiktok handle is johnny come lately and my instagram pages are johnny evans and john evans i also have snapchat under John Evans. If you like listening to this podcast, please hit subscribe and please rate us if you're able. I want to thank you all for listening and I want to thank you all for reaching out. I enjoy doing this and I also enjoy sitting down having great conversations. There will be many more conversations to come with artists and my friends and if you like to, you can also reach out to me if you'd like to sit down and have a conversation through any of those social media outlets or email. So we're in fall, folks. Going to be heading into the holidays here. Halloween's coming close. Then we'll have Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. We'll be cozying up with some nice musical tunes, I'm sure. And cozying up with the ones we love. If you could do me one favor while you're out there.
please do your best to take care of each other out there. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.